Welcome to Word on the Way, Church of the Cross's daily reading podcast. COTC is an Anglican church in and for Northeast Dawson, rooted in Scripture, guided by ancient practices, and empowered by the Holy Spirit. The next few minutes will feature a reading of Scripture appointed for today, a short reflection on it from a member of our community, and prayer informed by the passage. Our hope is that in these moments you will encounter Jesus, the Living Word. Hey everybody, welcome to Word on the Way. This is Peter Coelho, the priest at Church of the Cross, and I'm here with my friend Aaron Reyes, who many of you will know. He's spoken at Church of the Cross a couple times, but uh, and just we've done things with his church, but Pat Aaron is the pastor of Hope Community Church here in East Austin, doing awesome ministry, and he's a father of two. He's married to Michelle, and is there anything else that people need to know about you, Aaron? Uh, let's see. Um, I'm a Liverpool supporter. So if you got any, 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 uh, real football fans at, at Church of the Cross, I rep, I rep the, the red, uh, why, never walk why alone. Would, like why Liverpool? Why are you connected to Liverpool? Uh, so when Michelle and I, uh, met and started dating, this was the mid two thousands. We were both in undergrad and, uh, and she, she played soccer growing up. And, and so, uh, so two things, one was some of our dates is we would watch champions, champions league soccer. And then also when I was in college, I got really into FIFA the on PlayStation. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess I don't know if I was PS2 or PS3. But anyways, so the, the, the team that was that was on a lot uh, in Chicago was Liverpool. Uh, and so they had this, uh, their striker at the time was Fernando Torres, Fernando Torres. Yeah. And, and yeah, he is a very beautiful man. <laughs> and then Steven Gerrard and, you know, they, they also went to the Champions League final. Did they win? Uh, Did they win that? that they won in 2005, I believe, or and then they lost in 2007. And they're uh, really good now, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Saleh, I, I think that Mohamed Salah is Mohamed awesome. Salah, and yeah, yeah. So they got a very international group of uh, of, of players. Uh, they're they're struggling this season, uh, particularly on the on the on the domestic front. Uh, but but it's been a very nice last few seasons uh, for supporters. And so uh, for my birthday, Michelle got me a, a brand new Mohamed Salah jersey. And uh, next year, maybe I'm going to ask for Virgil van Dijk. So I'm, I'm a Liverpool supporter um, on the, the international football, but I also like American football. Uh, I hopped on that Tom Brady bandwagon this past year. Uh, you know how it is, Peter. There aren't very many NFL players older, still older than us. And so That's he's <laughs> well that's good i don't know what the slogan for the buccaneers is but it's you'll never walk alone right for Liverpool. yeah as long as tom brady's there you never walk alone. (laughs) you'll never walk alone tom is here you'll never walk alone uh all right well we're gonna jump in and read psalm 66 today and aaron and i'll alternate the verses um and if you have it you can follow along and uh I'm what what version are you using, by the way, man? Yeah, I should have told you this. I, is the NIV okay for you? Yeah, that's fine by me. Yeah, nearly infallible. Nearly. Uh, <laughs> is that what you guys use at Church of the Cross? That's what we're using at Church of the Cross. Yeah, we used to use the ESV, and then not for any kind of like major theological issue. We reason we were just like, oh, I think like we, let's switch to NIV for ease of use, and it's what many people are reading devotionally. So you're like, it's just better okay. English, man. It's just better English. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, but all right, here's Psalm 66. Oh, I got to get it here. I had it here. All right. So I'll read first verse. Aaron will read the second verse. And I encourage you to follow along. Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. 
All the earth bows down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing the praises of your name. Come and see what God has done, his awesome deeds for mankind. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through their waters on foot. Come, let us rejoice in him. He rules forever by his power. His eyes watch the nations. Let not the rebellious rise up against him. Praise our God, all peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. For you, God, tested us. You refined us like silver. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. You let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us to a place of abundance. I will come to your temple with burnt offerings and fulfill my vows to you. Vows my lips promised and my mouth spoke when I was in trouble. I will sacrifice fat animals to you and an offering of rams. I will offer bulls and goats. Come and hear all you who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God has surely listened and has heard my prayer. Praise be to God who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. The word of the Lord. Thanks be Thanks to God. God. Mm-hmm. All right, Aaron. Uh, so we just read Psalm 66 and there's a lot in there, 20 verses. Good stuff. I guess I was curious. you just like, yeah, anything in particular stick out to you? Anything you notice? Just even the barest observations. Yeah. Uh, I, I think what immediately jumped out to me was the uh, the, the totality of, of the psalm in which this, the psalmist is in, inviting uh, all of creation to, to join in on, on, on the praise of God. Uh, but then also the totality of God's sovereignty and his reign. Uh, verse four, all the earth bows down to you. Uh, that there is nothing outside of God's scope uh, and there's nothing that is not beneath his reign. And, uh, and yeah. so that immediately jumped out to me, the, 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 the total sovereignty that our God has. Yeah. I was struck by like something related to that as well is just the um, come and see what God has done, his awesome deeds for all mankind and praise our God, all peoples, let the sound of his, all peoples, let, let the sound of his praise be heard. And then specifically because he's preserved our lives and it goes into kind mm. of like Exodus language, right? Like the crossing of the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of this like call for all the nations to worship in light of like what God's done for Israel. Um, in that, that's like striking to me that, and I think it's maybe a reminder that God's like, even the work of the Old Testament is so centered on the people of Israel, but it's for the blessing of the nations mm-hmm. and for all creation. Um, and, and all of us can celebrate in that reality of what his faithfulness and deliverance there. That's Amen. Bro, you sound like Leslie Newbegin right there, man, where the pe- peculiarity of God's people is to bless all people Yeah. Um, with that. Amen. And, 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 I, and, and also this idea of, uh, and this is uh, a, 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 a practice for the people of God uh, in both covenants, but this idea of looking back on what God has done and how what God's actions in the past, how they uh, spur us into worship in the present. So, you know, the transition from verse 12 and 13 You've done all these things before. And then verse 13, I will now come into your temple with burnt yeah. offerings because of uh, God's faithfulness and his deliverance. Yeah, I think there's a, there's like maybe a call on us today, like even whatever we're experiencing, difficulties that we are experiencing or challenges or sent like a sense of like, oh yeah, I don't feel like I have much going on to praise God for it. There's the, the opportunity to reflect on what God has done in salvation history and in mm. the, our own lives. 
And there's often an importance to remember that. And then that is, that can be an occasion for the discipline of praise today. Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was struck too by one of the things, what some of the language in um, verse 10, for God, you tested us, you were fine us like silver, you brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. There's language of exile there, perhaps, or like I themes of exile. But this idea that like among God's marvelous deeds are his is his refining of us mm -hmm. as people. And mm -hmm. that's not something I often think about. The miracle of like God bringing to completion the work he's begun in Christ in me. And like alongside the Exodus, alongside his work of deliverance, the work that he's doing is making us holy and making mm -hmm. us Christ-like. And I think that that is something that maybe we don't often see like, oh, the like, in, it's not as uh, obvious to point to you as like, oh, the crossing of the Red Sea, they were on the one side and they got to the other side. It's very concrete. Um, it can be hard to see the ways that God is working in our lives to bring about holy character. Mm. Um, but we can trust that he is and we can rejoice in that reality and rejoice mm -hmm. in the promise that he is. Uh, um, bro, and, and that takes like a, a special lens of faith to, 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 to see that, you know, I think we're, 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 where, where it's easier to look back on God's deliverance, on his ways of intervening uh, in our lives. Uh, but but the whole testing aspect is much more difficult to want to see that as God's hand in that and also yeah. God's uh, uh, ordaining of that. And then therefore, God, we should praise God for it. <laughs> I know. That's hard. That's hard stuff. <laughs> um, I guess one one uh, verse that I was like, oh, I wonder what, how Aaron thinks about this. And I was reading a little bit about this this morning. But just verse 18, where there's the connection to, if I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. And this connection to like praise and petition, and then also like sin and the cherishing of sin in our hearts and how that might be an obstacle in relationship mm -hmm. to God, might be an obstacle to him answering prayer, which is a very striking kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. I, I think... I Again, another area that uh, perhaps we we lack uh, emphasizing in in the the broader American church is that idea of of holiness that, that our God is a holy God, and and he uh, sin can he does not tolerate sin and sin can't dwell in his presence and so for us as his people as his children as God's children, um, you know, God God is not does not look up upon pleasure with with our sin with our cherishing yeah. of sin and so. Uh, uh, and, and I think as parents, we do that too, man. Like if, if, if as you know, parents who are listening, y'all know this, man, y'all got kids who be acting up and wilding. You ain't trying to listen to them. You know, you like right. get your act together. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah. And I guess I'm struck by like that. It feels like it would connect to like passages in the prophets and like Isaiah 58, like true fasting yeah. and this idea of like, Oh, you, confess like my goodness and my faithfulness with your words but the way you're living your life does not reflect that and there is this call to integrity and mm. to live to 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 vocalize our praise and also to, to live our praise in the holiness of life mm -hmm. um i was reading tim keller's reflection on it this morning and he just made the distinction he was like this isn't like saying okay you have to be perfectly holy in order to approach God. But there is this like willingness and desire to turn away from sin. And the, the little devotional that he wrote then concludes with like a prayer that's like, God, show me the ways that my heart is cherishing sin so that I can turn mm -hmm. from them. Mm -hmm. And I think like, that's an important thing is that um, like 
God is in, God has partnered with us in our turning away from sin and we can call on his help. And we, we, there's this willingness as opposed to like, this is not saying you have to be perfect in order to be in prayer with God. That's right. And of course there is like this great trust that we have in Jesus as the one who like, it's on the basis of his righteousness by which we have like, this voice into the very throne room of heaven. To God. Man, hey, you, he's, it's because of Jesus. We don't walk alone. There you go. That's right. Full circle. <laughs> Well, somehow <laughs> we're bringing there, man. connected to the to our lord amen well you the way you the way you're talking just sounds so much like the the language of of uh john's first epistle uh of this mm -hmm. idea of uh because we are children of the light because we're we're, we're we're people of righteousness we we are not to engage in unrighteous yeah. things um so there's that big ethic being pushed but then uh at the beginning of first john we, we are then given uh, the gospel though that that if any of us has sinned uh, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins if we confess our sins yeah. and, and that we have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And, and so you're right. Like, um, yeah. Amen. Yeah. That's good stuff. And I think like maybe, maybe as we just close, like this Lent, we're coming up to the very end of Lent. Uh, and maybe there's a, an invitation for us to confession and mm -hmm. to uh, just even before we enter Holy week, asking God, for each of us listening, for us on here, asking God to reveal to us areas of sin where we need to turn to him more fully mm. and an invitation to do so, trusting in his mercy and trusting that he's faithful and just to forgive us. So maybe yeah. take that as an encouragement, listening at home. And if there is a way today to engage in the practice of confession and then pray that prayer, inviting the Lord to reveal sin in your life or areas where you're cherishing sin and ask him to help you turn from it. Thanks so much for joining us, Aaron. I really appreciate you let me put you on the spot here. Pleasure, um, brother. Yeah. And oh, and for those of you listening, check out Hope Community Church. If like check them out online and we're partnered with them through Rondell and the Immigration Coalition, as people know. And yeah, we're just uh, maybe also take a minute to this day to pray for God's work at uh, Hope Community Church. Now, our, our IG is not as funny as y'all's. I'm going to admit that. Y'all got some funny IG things. So I have nothing to do with that. I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. I, like I need to disavow it, but kudos <laughs> to Lucy. All right. Amen. See you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to that conversation with Aaron and I. Uh, this is just Peter here as we close. And just before we pray, one of the things that um, our discussion kind of had me thinking about uh, since was just this idea that uh, around confession and its importance. And we do corporate confession, of course, every week. Uh, and there's something beautiful and good about that. But I guess I also wanted to just commend to us all um, the practice of being specific and uh, a corporate confession, there's that uh, extended period of silence. And we can use that to kind of ask God to reveal by his Holy Spirit the areas of our lives where um, we need to amend and change and be drawn more into align with his good purposes. Um, there's also just in our own lives, like journaling or writing down or even speaking with a trusted friend or um, spiritual companion, someone that we trust with whom we can identify and be specific. There is great freedom, I find, and uh, being remarkably specific about this is the sin in my life that I want, I need forgiveness for, and I want to see changed. Um, and so I just encourage you in that way, take a moment this day, this week, um, toward the end of Lent to be specific and confess areas where you might be cherishing sin, uh, such that you could more fully know God's grace and walk in greater intimacy with him. With that in mind, I'm going to pray. Uh, let's pray the end of the great litany, this very exacting kind of prayer of confession that's in the book of common prayer. And this is just the very end of it. Oh Lord, show us your mercy and love 
for we have put our trust in you. Almighty God, you have promised to hear the petitions of those who ask in the name of your Son. Mercifully incline your ear to us who have made our prayers and supplications to you, and grant that what we have asked faithfully according to your will, we may obtain effectually for the relief of our necessities and the setting forth of your glory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Check out cotcaustin.org to learn more about our community or to connect with us further. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.